0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wanna welcome you to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, B-Vaughn, and tonight, man, we got an amazing guest, international singer-songwriter, Matt B.
1: B B-Vaughn, what's up, man? Brother, welcome to the show, my dude. How are you? man? I'm so excited to be here, man. I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me, man. man. I appreciate it.
0: Man, no doubt, brother. I'm glad that you are here as well because
1: we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, and it's been a long time coming to get this interview coming, right? Man, I know. <laughs> long time coming. We were supposed long to do this, what, coming. like a year or two ago, right? <laughs> but long every all coming, good brother. things come to those who wait. That's right.
0: That's right. So, man, let's jump right into it, brother. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind just starting us off, just talk about how you got started in this whole music thing. You know, walk us through your your musical journey.
1: Oh. Well, I started in a group, and I started as a shorty, so I've been doing this for a really long time. Uh, and initially, like, you know, I was just singing with my brothers and all that. We realized, like, really early on that we could blow because people were like, oh, man, y'all little niggas good. Mm-hmm. And seeing y'all little asses, I like, you feel me? So then from there, um, we went ahead and we started a group. We were in a group in high school. I think a lot of people do that, right? But, I mean, it was really unique for us because – we were brothers so mm. it was the three of us and we were like really influenced by like like boys to men and and um and, and groups like those so i mean you know because they had like the three and four part harmony and all that so uh that's what we were really influenced by then i went solo uh and i've been solo ever since and i've just been just working hard dropping albums dropping singles and and just doing my thing on an international level and here in the states
0: yeah man yes that's dope that you got started in a in a group i didn't know that yeah man man i think most most of us uh you know who quote unquote you know in my case claim to be a singer. you know once in a while (laughs) (laughs) we kind of got our start in high school you know probably in chorus you know joining groups and stuff like that but that's dope that it was you and your brothers though who who formed the group and and you know you figured out like hey like we can really do this right
1: you feel me right 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 just killing everybody with the vocals man i mean it it definitely was an experience and then from there like you know like i said i just started doing my solo thing but that heavily influences my music even to this day because like i rock with like really putting a lot of harmonies and layers and stuff Mm. like that into my music and that comes from being in a group and i feel like as a singer when you have like that group experience it kind of mm-hmm. brings your music to the next level because you're thinking outside of the box you're not just gonna build out all the vocals around it mm.
0: okay you know you remind me asking i mean what what made you decide to go solo
1: ah a lot of things <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> you want to know what when i when i was in the group like you know i was always singing backs like like i wasn't really singing that many leads Mm -hmm. and that's because i'm the youngest so because of that like you know my brothers were fighting over who was going to sing lead Mm -hmm. and who wasn't and then you know like when you're younger like you know there's a lot of competition not necessarily for me but like between my older siblings they were bumping heads a lot and then from Mm -hmm. there like you know we grew up and people like we just started doing our own thing but like for me like the music was still calling me and i was like you want to know what like this is my time i i need to go ahead and do my own thing i went solo and i never looked back
0: Hey, that's what's up, brother. Yeah, you know, wow. I mean, I can speak from experience of being in a group myself, you know, several groups, I guess. But yeah, yeah, that does uh, kind of <laughs> that's, a a yeah, that's a typical story. Yes. It does kind of put you in a situation where, you know, you're like, dang, I ain't really singing leads. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really want to sing some leads. And you figure out like, either I'm gonna sing leads or I'm gonna go, you know, and I like flash
1: yeah yeah for sure but I, like i said i wasn't tripping over it or anything like that mm-hmm. and i mean i guess it's sure they say like you know especially as the youngest like you really learn from your older siblings and then from there like you're taking the best of everything and just like pulling it into like your craft or, or whatever mm-hmm. and i think like even when you think about great people over the years whether it be musicians or anybody else typically like the youngest is the one who like takes everything that the older siblings did and they just bring that to the next level and through the stratosphere. Oh, yeah. So so I got I got that I got that gene in me and and that's what I'm doing <laughs> now you Yeah hey look trust me I do
0: I see all the hard work you be putting in So yes sir For sure. Yes sir So man let's talk about how did you how did you get signed to Starbase Records Japan
1: So that's crazy bro like I was uploading my music to YouTube uh, initially I had recorded just a bunch of songs and I was recording it in my girlfriend's closet at the time because I didn't have a studio that I was working out of, but mm-hmm. I did have my own equipment. So that's how I was recording just the music. And from there, I uploaded it on YouTube. It sat there for maybe like about a year or so. And then from there, Starbase just randomly reached out, just straight random. It was like, man, we love these songs right here that you have up on YouTube right now, and we want these 14 tracks to be your first album if you'll sign with us. So, you know, yeah. I'm thinking like it's like some straight food gays dummy like y'all gonna take my music and run type shit but you don't know what like I put some prayers up to the most high I felt it in my spirit that that was the right move to make and you know I signed with them and the rest is history man like like they did right by me the album went crazy it mm-hmm. was distributed in over 1400 stores in Japan so it was physical distribution as well as digital uh, it went number one on iTunes Japan for R&B uh, I think I sold like over 40 or 50,000, um, units out there. And that was just in that year, 2014 ish. so it's so way more at this point, but I mean, it was just a blessing, man. A a huge blessing,
0: (laughs) man. That's what's up, dude. I mean, like, I guess straight at the gate, you know, you're putting in the work that needs to be done and then, and I think that's a lesson. I think that's a lesson right there that you never know who's watching what you do. So being consistent, and ensuring that you upload music on a consistent basis and that you're putting your best work out because people are watching. You know what I'm saying? So in this case, Starbase was like, hey, facts. we see you,
1: yep. Right, facts. And then from there, like two years later, I dropped my second album, and that also went number one. And you know, I still haven't been out there yet. <laughs> so, I need, <laughs> so I need to go out there and tour, man. And I meant to do oh, it yeah. uh, this year. I meant to do okay. it this year, but it didn't happen of covid but i know i mean you know you know things happen for a reason because in the midst of that i found out that somebody had taken my records from um from japan and they uploaded them onto a distributor in uh into a dsp in china and i ended up with like 156 million streams on one record in china then from there i like and that's just one song so, I'm already knowing, like, now I know that I'm not just going to tour Japan, I'm going to tour China as well, because yeah. now I know that I'm going crazy out there, too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a blessing in disguise. It just extends the length of my tour.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's so funny, because I think people try so hard to make it here in America, right? They're like, man, if I can make it in America, then I can make it anywhere. But in, in your in your instance, and kind of like some other groups that are out there, they kind of did a reverse route, right? So when you think about groups like In Sync, In Sync did that. They did blow up in America. They went straight over to to Europe and was yeah. They blew the heck and up. And Gaga, Lady Gaga, yeah, and Lady Gaga, you did the same thing. Um, Black, not Black Street, uh, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, yep. yeah. It was so crazy because the Backstreet Boys and In Sync were managed by the same person. They just didn't know it, but.
1: Square.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, What was that? What was I didn't know they didn't. I knew they were
1: managed by the same person. I didn't know they didn't know.
0: They didn't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There's a book called um, The Song Machine, where they talk about it, and they talk in that book. They talk about how I think his name is Ron Perlman, how he founded InSync, and then he and his group InSync was of course hugely successful, and then he said, you know what? Somebody's going to figure out what we did and is going to try to copy what we did and make another boy band as successful as NSYNC. So instead of somebody else doing it, why don't we do it? And he hired oh, this man, boy. Smart. This boy hired a completely different management team, marketing, PR team, and formed Backstreet Boys. And it was him as the, the manager, but overseeing two, two different groups. And they didn't know it. Until something ended up happening, and one of them, and, and like the groups end up meeting each other, something like that, but for the longest time, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC didn't know they were managed by the same person. That's crazy. No clue. No clue. That's but, crazy. Yeah, that was super crazy, but the, the, the point is is that you, you got your start. You know in a, in a, I guess in a non-traditional way, when most people try to break into you know the American market, you took it a different a different route, and it was hugely successful
1: for you in doing that. Most definitely. Most definitely. And I learned a lot because, I mean, you know, I was in a situation where I had to do everything. Mm. So I was writing the records. I was recording the records. I was putting rough mixes on the records. But I had my guy come in and like fine tune them. Um, I was making sure that the music videos were shot. So I bought my own uh, DSLR camera and I was shooting music. I was shooting videos on DSLRs when niggas didn't know what DSLRs were. (laughs) So, <laughs> like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, think about that. Think about that. Heck yeah! So I was shooting my music videos on DSLRs. I was, um, I was just doing it all, man. Like, like doing doing all the liner notes inside of the album, all mm-hmm. the rest of that stuff, uh, setting up the photo shoots and all that. So, like, I basically was a one man show, operating as a label. But it taught me a lot. Uh,
0: so forgive us. You know, we've been having some technical difficulties uh, as Matt said in the very beginning, get into this, to this interview, but we're going to keep it rolling though. But I love the point that he's making here about he was the person doing the whole thing by himself. So that's a lesson for all of us. All right, bet. I, hey, once again, okay. I was just talking to the, <laughs> and I was telling people, I said, that's a lesson that said people, you know, sometimes you got to learn how to do stuff, stuff yourself.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. So, you know, like for me. Like, being a jack-of-all-trades and being able to figure those things out was really important to me, and it's helped me along the way because now can't nobody really play me. Like, you feel me? I know Mm -hmm. this stuff. Like, I know Photoshop. I know Final Cut Pro. I know Illustrator. I know all these different programs that you need in order to bring what you got to the next level. Like, I'll give you an Mm -hmm. example. So you know that... uh, thing for magazine and all of that shit it was super dope but what mm-hmm. people didn't know is that my wifey took the picture so i had like my shorties. see <laughs> i had like my shorties like holding the bounce board outside <laughs> while she's taking a photo because you know we quarantined it and stuff right yeah. so he said so and then from there like we're she's the one who's going into photoshop and doing the edits and then from there we're going into illustrator to format it in magazine format based Mm. off of what Billboard sent us. And then Mm. from there, we're sending it in for them to run. Who could do that? Like, you feel me? Like, who could do that? You got to hire like four, five, 10, maybe 15 people to get Mm. something like that done. But the fact that we can keep everything in-house like that, like that's, it's there's so much power in that. Mm. And I think people need to understand that. There's so much power in being able to do stuff like that yourself. And even if you don't want to do it yourself, just to have the ability of knowing that you can, it's just, it just, it goes such a long way, bro. That's, oh man, it goes such a long way
0: to be self-reliant, right? And in a situation where you don't need somebody, you still have the ability to do it yourself, you know, but if you have the ability to hire somebody, you know, that's cool. If you don't and you're not know to do-it-yourself and you're willing to learn, that's cool too. Trust me, I've learned all this by myself all of it <laughs> like for real how to do the whole live streaming video setup how to edit video in adobe premiere how to do how to do everything how to do multi-cam editing brother i had to learn and do everything myself but it's it goes back to what you said you people need to learn how to be able to do those things in situations where they may not be to find somebody that can do it you know what i'm saying like like yeah who's i mean who's doing that who's who's doing it at that level today not very many people not many not very
1: many not very many that can do it on their own because yeah yeah. but check this out bivant the fact that you doing it though and the fact that like you understand that is why here in quarantine you could do what you doing Mm -hmm. but can't nobody else do it like you Mm feel me like super clean super professional super put together and i think people need to understand that especially when it comes to this music shit. like right. you have or entertainment in general anybody who is in entertainment anybody who wants to be in any type of facet of entertainment whether it be media whether it be as a recording artist as a videographer you have to be able to do this stuff yourself because if you aren't and if you don't know all aspects of your industry then either you're going to get played or you're never going to make it nowhere because at the mm-hmm. end of the day at the end of the day, as you grow as a person, as an artist, as a creative, then, you know, you start bringing more people in. But you're bringing those people in to fill roles that you can no longer do versus right. filling a role that where you just need that person. And without mm-hmm. them, you would sink. It's like, bro, I'm paying you because I just can't do it right now. But don't get right. this shit twisted, bro, because if you start tweaking and screwing up and all <laughs> that, you will get your dumb ass fired and I will take over. Like you feel me That's so it's right. <laughs> so, like having that option it's just it, it keeps people on their toes it keeps your team on their toes it mm-hmm. gives you a greater understanding so that way when people try and hit you with the okie dope you already know like you you're you not falling for that That's
0: like, right. you feel me
1: yep. so <laughs> yeah
0: i'm true look trust me i know for those of y'all who don't know and may not be doing it yourselves you need to at least figure out how that stuff that you are, you need to do works I had a guy on, on the show. This is when pre COVID, right? When we used to do face to face. But the name of West Toon. He was the uh, road manager uh, for DMX and the road manager for uh, for Kiss. And he owns a uh, a horse. I want to call it a horse farm, but he, I don't even know if that's a thing. A horse farm, but he has a lot of horses. <laughs> I, think you know I think it is. I think it is. All I know is all I know. My man got a, he got horses and he rides horses. You know, and uh, he was talking about a situation where he was learning how to, to shoe a horse, right? And he was paying a guy to shoe the horse, but he was watching what he was doing. Mm. Not so that, not, not just so that he mm. could, you know, oh, I'm gonna just take over, I don't need you no more, but learning so that if it ever became a situation where he needed to fill that gap, he had the ability to do that. And he learned it to a point where he was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I can do it on my own. I don't really need that guy anymore to do it because now I can bring it all in-house, right? And I think that's a, a situation, you know, and everybody may not be to do that, right? You may not be able to, you may not have the time, the energy, the, the financial backing or whatever it is to kind of pull that stuff off, but if you can figure it out how
1: to do it yourself, yeah, because you know how you want it. Facts, facts, and I'll add to that and say like, Sometimes some of the best and most creative things that you come up with is because you ain't got no bread. Like, if you had oh, money, I ain't got money. Like, <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, if you had bread, like long bread, I'm talking like Kanye bread, like, it wouldn't, it, like, you wouldn't be as creative. Like, and no mm-hmm. one would be that creative because it, it doesn't force that person out of the box. Like, you feel right. me? But, mm-hmm. like, not having that long money are not being are not willing to spend that money because you want to spend it in other spots it's going to force you to be more creative especially when when like for me i know i speak from experience as when i was like like just struggling as an up-and-coming artist before i really got my foot in the door where i was Mm. getting some some real revenue from my albums or from my singles and all that like you know i had to find ways of being creative i didn't create or build a studio like i didn't buy studio equipment because i just really wanted to learn how to use pro tools i bought studio equipment because i'm looking like bro i ain't paying no 60 100 dollars an hour when and i'm doing the math in my head like bro if i if i spend an x amount of hours in here i'm gonna draw three racks for three Mm -hmm. racks i could buy a laptop a an audio interface and a microphone Mm -hmm. and i could be on my way like you feel me so like it just forces anybody out of their comfort zone especially if you're a creative and for mm-hmm. me I feel like my biggest talent isn't necessarily the fact that I can sing but my biggest talent is the fact that I will be able to figure out or be able to put my mind to anything and get it done because I'm a quick study and I learn right. fast and that to me is like my biggest talent and it has helped me along the way and it just continues to and even in these quarantine times like I even go back to my uh my EP No Days Off mm-hmm which is an EP that that you know Mark Bird produced along with God Level Productions. Mark so shout out Bird, Bird. <laughs> Mark Bird, <laughs> right, right. That's my guy right there, man. Shout out God Level Productions, and you know, God like, level. like we mm-hmm. did, we did that EP, bro. No lie, like I was on tour last year, and I just come back from Denver, and I didn't know that in Denver because it was at such a high elevation that you could get something called a, uh, mounters uh, cough or something like oh, that. Wow. where where when the air is too thin, mm-hmm. you just start coughing and mm-hmm. I was just started coughing. I didn't know why. Then I lost my voice. I couldn't talk for maybe like about a week Dang. and I was on. So I had to take like medication to be able to expedite that. It was like a steroid that I had to take to expedite that. So I was, I was talking like this for like, for like a week. Could, bro. And that's when I recorded wow. that album. That's when I recorded that oh, no really? days off EB. Yes. I wrote that look, <laughs> Bird, uh, no lie, no lie. Bird came to Chicago with charity. Shout out charity. Mm, shout and charity. Uh, and then I had then I had my co-writer Shells. He was he was in the building as well, as well as my wife slash manager, uh uh Angela, and then um and then my um my sound engineer, his name is uh Aiden. So it was us. We were all inside a studio in Chicago and we were tracked, we were uh writing and everything like that and just creating everything on the spot. But mm-hmm. I couldn't really sing because I couldn't talk. So the, so so, the, so my co-writer, he was laying down all the roughs. And then Byrd mm-hmm. was like, nigga, I hope to God that you get your voice back before we done with these sessions. <laughs> before we done with these sessions. Now, it just so happens that literally the last two days of us being in the studio, I had just enough voice to be able to sing all those records so if that ain't some now keep in mind bro now look at where i am now that's right so now you know what's going on with that project (laughs) is that is we submitted it is grammy considered we don't know whether or not i'm going to be nominated until like um, uh november 4th yeah yeah well november Mm. i think it's november 24th
0: 24th yeah it's 24th yeah
1: yeah yeah so i won't know whether or not i grab the nominations but you know i believe i believe in god i believe that all things happen for a reason i believe mm-hmm. that i have those nominations in the bag so we gonna see what hey, happens all hey. praises be to the most high you feel me but at the end of the day it just goes to show like you never know where these things will lead and mm-hmm. imagine if i was just like a, a prima donna artist and i was like oh no i can't i i, I can't sing we gonna have to wait three months before I could do this I got to rest my like you feel me like mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to push through it because at the end of the day when you do you never know what's going to come of
0: it. right yeah. right now you good I heard I heard that but you good I mean you never know what's going to yeah, come Yeah of yeah it. I saw, I saw like, yeah I thought I breaking up a little bit <laughs> Yeah I mean that's the thing you never know what's going to come of it um uh, you know that was a question I had on here was to talk about the no days all EP but it's kind of good to hear the background about you know, how that whole thing came about, but just the work ethic still, like, you can't talk, you, and you still <laughs> cranking out stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's like Kanye level right there though, like, you get a car accident, hey. your mouth wired shut, and you come up with one of the oh, best right? <laughs> But, you know, honestly, I mean, but people would say, you know what, I can't talk, I need to take, a, you know, I need to wait till I get my voice back, when I'm at my, you know, premier peak, in order to really to really do this and i think that's when people miss opportunities instead of just kind of you know struggling through things and fighting through some of those things because through some of those struggles some of your best work may come out of it facts yep facts yep but yeah look look i had logged into uh, <laughs> i had logged into grammy pro about what 2 hours ago I was like, let me see when they're really supposed to announce when these Grammys are going to be awarded. And I did say, yeah, you're right, it's on the 24. But, um, yeah, man. Like, uh, being part of the you're, Grammys you're a is, member
1: You're a member too, right? hmm
0: yep. That's dope. I, That's I, joined, dope. I joined in 26. 20-
1: 16, 2017, something uh, like that. Okay, okay. When I was in yeah, St. that Louis. was around the same time I joined. Yep. Yeah, yep. Okay, you were in St. Is that where you got your uh? That's where you applied, or who who did it? Yeah, that's what. That's that. when
0: I yeah, that's when I applied was when I was in St. Louis. Uh, we had okay. a, our local chapter guy Reed Wick. Shout out to Reed Wick. Um, hey. he, yeah, he's a, a voting member. I'm not a voting member yet, but it's going, it's coming though. But uh, hey, hey you gotta manifest that. I know. I need to be a voting member because I need to be like, yup, click, click. And man, I ain't look, 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 I got my own spiel about the whole Grammy thing because I submitted, so the, I came out with an album in 2017, and when I found out you had the chance to, you had, I met the criteria to submit it to the Grammys for consideration, oh, brother. I was, uh... I was on it, man. I was on that thing. I had to figure out how to get the linear notes, how to, I had to figure out how to do all that. But that's a question that I have for you anyway, is to talk about the process you've experienced when... Submitting your album to uh, for Grammy consideration. What was that like? What was that process
1: process like to do that? Well, for, first of all, let me start off by saying I didn't even know until, like, my wifey slash manager told me that that was even a possibility. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're thinking inside like the No Days Off EP was created because it was meant as a placeholder because we were still working on the album so that was something that we did like you want to know what it's 2019 the album has isn't going to drop this year but we need to continue to make music right so it was like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta start we gotta drop some more some more records so we did that project now it just so happens that we we found out like you know this is eligible uh for consideration we can submit for it so we like bet and in the and in the mix of all of that we were already trying to upgrade my membership to become a voting member. Mm
0: -hmm. So it
1: just so happened that when we submitted and she did like, like we did the liner notes and then we did all the rest of that stuff, which I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, like Mm -hmm. that could be a bear. That's like, (laughs) it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time to do that. And then we submitted not even knowing whether or not we were going to end up on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So, because you know, they could reject your record. Or they right. can move it into another category and mm-hmm. all the rest of that stuff. So we we just believed God and we were like, you want to know what? If this is for us, it's for us. So we submitted. Thank God that it ended up on the ballot because in the midst of all that, we were doing the billboard thing, mm-hmm. and we also like I had my first billboard in Times Square and uh, uh, eleven screen, squ- right? An cool eleven up. screen, eleven or mm-hmm. twelve screen billboard in Times Square. Now, keep in mind, we got all this and didn't even know if we were going to be on the ballot. Wow. So it just goes to show like you got to walk by faith and not by sight, like you feel me? Mm-hmm. So so that was just a crazy experience. Um, it was crazy just to see like some of the politics and stuff like that that go behind even <laughs> after you submit, because people think like you submit, you cross your fingers and then that's it. But no, like, you know, you got to talk to people. You gotta, oh, yes. You got to make your presence known. Oh, yes. I think I froze. I oh, know
0: you're good. He was good, though. But now he really is talking about there's a huge process that goes behind submitting your music to, to the Grammys for consideration. I'm now, back. Was, I'm back. I'm back. Now, <laughs> you, was, you was you was good. You didn't have to you didn't have to go but you was good. Oh, oh okay, but, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, I, I, was I, was, I was just telling those who are watching I said, people don't know it is a process that you got to go through is not as simple as just filling out the paperwork, you know, putting your album in an actual physical cd in the mail and mailing it off and you know making sure you have your uh, linear notes and all those it's a whole process like i had to do a video like i did a video you know uh, for your consideration type video i know you did one of those i saw that Mm -hmm. people don't know that there's a whole bunch of stuff because there's a lot of people that are jockeying for that category right i think i submitted it i think i submitted it for like best r&b album like nobody know me Right, nobody at the, at the time <laughs> at the time I was going by the name strict Nine, but nobody knew who I was. You know, no, right, I'm, right, 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 I'm right. just I'm this dude in St. Louis who's a new Grammy uh pro member. I'm just like, you know what, whatever. I can't without album, I'm gonna submit it. I don't care. Hey. hey. Hey, I didn't even make it to the ballot, but you know what I'm
1: saying? So <laughs> Oh wow, really? Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't even make it that's to the ballot. That's what I'm saying. That's but you see that and that's what I mean. You see, that goes to my point of imagine that. Like mm-hmm. we over here making
0: okay he got stuck again, but like I said, I didn't make it to the ballot he made it to the ballot so that's dope though because in order to make it to the ballot you got to have people that's really looking for you and really checking for your your music like that so that speaks volumes to the things that Matt B has done in his his career up to this point and he's gonna do some crazy things later on are right, you good we- gonna make it through look i was just talking to the i was just talking to the people about you know i said the, the point is, is that he made it to the ballot you know what i'm saying and where he can get you know votes for his album i didn't make it that far it was just like nope
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey but hey you keep submitting and one of those days like you never know what'll happen like you feel me you never so know. for me it was just a great honor to like you said to even make it on to the ballot let mm-hmm. alone know like Hey, you know, there's a possibility that within the next 24 or 23 days or however many days that I could right. potentially end up now being addressed as Grammy-nominated, Grammy-nominated recording artist Matt B. Like, you feel me? You know how much weight that whole Like, that's, <laughs> that's right. a dream come true. Even oh, if yes. I don't win the Grammy. Like, that's a dream. <laughs> like, you feel me? And I still yes. think I'm going to win this Grammy. Like, don't get it, hey, twisted. Don't get it, twisted. it twisted. I'm just saying, like. Like, even if I didn't, like, I'm just humbled by the fact that I could even consider myself to be, I could even, uh, people would address me that way as Mm -hmm. Grammy nominated recording artist, Matt B. So I'm crossing my fingers, praying up to the most high and just, and just believing that this is going to happen for me because it's written in the stars. And you know, even if it doesn't like, you know, I'm going to keep grinding until it Mm -hmm. does point blank period. Like. You know, it wouldn't be the first time that I'd have to circle back around to do something, you know, and I feel like hey. things happen in threes. So mm. maybe the first time it doesn't, like you've even think about this interview, right? The first time it didn't. The second time, <laughs> the second it, time didn't, it didn't. But now here we are, bro. Like hey, you maybe. Here we, we are
0: getting through it. Here we are getting through it. Even <laughs> you, you know, me? with some of the technical difficulties, but still we still having a good time. We still getting through it. So that's 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 the main that's the main thing. And I'm glad to have you here, brother. But uh, yeah, man, so like I said, I, I'm hoping that it leads to, you know, the Grammy itself because that would just be so dope. Hey, that will be so dope. Super I've seen, dope. I've seen your grind. I've seen you just, you know, like you said, no days off. And I haven't seen you take a day off. you just been pushing and pushing and pushing. And, you know, hard work eventually pays off. So it's going to pay off. Thank you. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah. I oh, appreciate yeah. that. Man, so talk about the whole
1: Priority Records distribution deal. How did that come about? So once again, I mean, things happen in threes, or at least in my mm. life, <laughs> things tend to happen in threes. Because okay, let me let me try and see how far back am going to go with this. So I was working with B. Cox's cousin. His name hey. is his name is Donnie Scans. Mm-mm. Okay, and Donnie was the first like. Heavy hitting producer that I ever worked with here in the state. Shout out to Donnie St- scans Shout out DS Three. Like man, that's my nigga right there. So I flew out to he first. He flew here to Chicago, and then we did our thing. Then I flew out to LA, and then we continued to make records. Then from there, it got put on the table because one of his boys, um, uh oh, had gotten like an A and R job at Priority. Okay. Am I good? Yeah, you are good. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, man, this thing be freezing. But I know. <laughs> one of his boys one of his boys had just recently got a job at priority because they had had basically uh relaunched the label. Okay. So he was like, uh, yeah, man, you wanna know what, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna submit, I'm gonna submit, like, you know, I'm gonna see what happens, see if they wanna pick you up. So he submitted, no bueno. Didn't want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, you know, we good, woo woo woo, all that. Mm-hmm. Then Circle back around somebody else. I forget who it was. Submitted me on some. Hey, you want to know what? Yeah, let let me see. You know, priority is, is jumping off the ground, whatever, whatever. See if I can submit you. See if they want to do something with you. Mm-hmm. Nope. No bueno again. Then from there, <laughs> I'm like, you want to know what? If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Now, my daughter was about to be born. She is five now. So this was she was about to be born just so happens that we were looking for someone who was supposed to be doing like some uh, uh, some marketing for us or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we reach out to him, and he's like, man, I was the one who was doing all the marketing for the Migos. And it just so happens that I work with priority. So I'm going to submit you, and I'm going to see what happens. And then from there, he did, but he submitted me to the head, being ah. Fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Then Fuzzy was like, yeah, come on. Let's make it happen. I'm like, I swear. <laughs> so from there, we ended up just doing the distribution. And it, and I, I'll never forget when I signed that contract. Because I signed that contract in the hospital. My wifey had just had our baby. Mm. And it, it was the following day. And she pulled out her laptop. Because she's a, she's a G. And she don't take no days off neither. Like, you feel me? Like, hey, she just pushed out a baby. And now we sitting here in the hospital. <laughs> she and uh, and she we going to... <laughs> right, right right, you feel me and we go and i have my music attorney on the phone and we going over paperwork deciding whether or not we wanted to sign this contract and you know mm. for me i always thought that it was a good move for me to create mm-hmm. my own label so we had already had the label created ever since uh i had done that deal in japan so i signed what i did was i signed myself to my label and that's then from right. there, I've been signing all my deals through my label that's right. to the other labels. So that way, you know, I'm not locked in with them. They locked in with, with, with Vita being that's the name right, of the that's label. Right. I, and then from there, I can move how I want to move and do what I want to do. So mm. I, I, that's just a power play just to maintain control. Makes but like, just think about that. Like, just think about that for a second. Not only the fact that I signed myself as an artist, and then from there, I've been doing all my deals that way. But also think about the fact that my wifey holding it down like that. Like think about that, bro. Like that's crazy, bro. That's so, bro, like, that's most, so crazy. Most, most most females would not do that. Like you feel nah, me? so. Like
0: <laughs> look, I know because I've been there when my wife had kids, and I'm looking at her like, "Yo, you good." <laughs> like, cause yo, you I still alive? Yo, I couldn't do it, rug. I. I couldn't do it. Like, nah, for her
1: to be like, all right, cool. Let's (laughs) hey, let's get this stuff done. Like, you know, that's and and the crazy part was they no like we're we're real like just you know, not I won't say secretive, but like we like Mm -hmm. to keep our business our business. So then nobody even know that she was pregnant. So like Donnie being the guy that I was telling you about was because she's small. So because she's small, she carries small. So Donnie didn't even (laughs) Mm -hmm. know so he was like, he was like, "Uh, where y'all at? And then she's like, Oh, I'm at the hospital, I just had a baby. You did not just have a baby you're like he didn't even believe it. Oh, you was just in LA like a month ago. You did not like he couldn't even believe it. Like you feel me? So it's just like <laughs> it's just like yeah, awesome. we just do our thing, man. Like you feel me? Like we we ain't letting nothing stop us. We ain't letting stop right. letting nothing stop our grind. We're gonna keep pushing. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. And and that's just how we move. That's what we do.
0: Mm. Hey, kudos for that, brother. Like, man, that's I don't know most people who would do that. Most people would say, all right, cool. We need a couple of days. You know, we took, we got the baby. We need to... Nah, y'all push right through. and then, No days off. That's the mantra. No, no days off. No days off. That's right, brother. So, man, so you had mentioned that you did a tour earlier. I believe you did a 16-day, 16, 16 11-city tour. So talk about that experience, man. How did that all even come about? And what was
1: that experience like being on the road? So that was So that was my first nationwide tour and for me it was a dream come true it was it helped helped me grow so much so much as Mm. an artist as a person as a so much bro and it's like it really forced me to just push myself out of my Mm. comfort zone and to be able to just like like you gonna learn some shit, like being on being on the road. And for me, like the back to back flights, and just for me, I always had different musicians in every city. Mm-hmm. So that was something that was just really crazy because most people would travel with their band, right? Mm-hmm. But for us, like you know, that it was just it didn't make sense. They were intimate shows, they were smaller shows. It was somewhere between seventy five to one hundred people because we had partnered with So Far to do the tour, mm-hmm. which is a really dope like. um uh, what, what would it be called? Maybe like a company or whatever, which allows musicians to basically like have a stripped back feel for all of their records. Um, mm. They're the ones who are really helping to just facilitate and put everything together. So it was just really fun. And it was fun to be able to just go across the entire country. Some of the things that I learned as an artist is just that. No matter what, you always just have to put on a good show. You have to make Mm -hmm. sure you're bringing good energy. Uh, You can't be on some, oh, I'm tired. My fans just got to understand, no, what your fans Mm want to see is a phenomenal show. They don't care what it took for you to get there. They don't care about the fact that you didn't eat that day or that you just hop off a flight or whatever may have you. Mm -hmm. And for me, like landing, because my days typically go, I'm landing in the morning, right? Then from there, I'm checking into the hotel. And then from there, I go and I'm checking the venue out. And then I'm doing my sound check. And then later on that evening, I do the show. Then after I did the show, since we have back-to-back dates, I'm packing up my shit right after the show, heading straight to the airport, jumping on a flight, sleeping on the plane, waking up in the next city, and doing it all over again. Mm -hmm. So I don't think people understand that because they think, like, there's this beautiful, glamorous type of all oh, you know they're gonna have fruit mm-hmm. baskets waiting for me inside of the inside of the green room and, and all and, that and, and like and and, and, and towel like, doves and chocolate right right yeah nah, it don't work I that like you nah. get like you get to that point but like especially for me my first nationwide tour like i already knew what it mm-hmm. was like it wasn't mm-hmm. going to be all that it was going to be straight roughing it it was going to be let's figure this out let's do this together and Thank God, like I had my wifey with me. So, you know, once again, she just hold me down through it all. And we made it happen. And I was really super proud of it. And then from there, we we went out of that tour and into the Holiday Cheer Tour, which is an annual tour which is an Mm -hmm. annual tour that I do every year, which is a give back tour for those that are less fortunate. So we're going to hospitals. We're going to orphanages and things of that nature. And it was just a huge blessing for me because last year I got to perform in either the second or third largest parade in the country. And it was Mm -hmm. syndicated across the entire United States. So I was my nationwide television debut as a, as a, um, uh, as a solo artist and then it also aired in certain parts of canada so i mean that wow. was just super dope and i had my own float like come yeah, on I bro i saw that i <laughs> saw that i saw you had your own float. you was on the tv just like now you feel you I'm hey <laughs> <laughs> with like, i think it was like a million people that turned out for the for wow. the parade last year so like for me like that was just a huge honor for me and to be able mm-hmm. to do something like that in my own city bro like that's crazy yeah, that's,
0: that's crazy that's that's and you, you know you, you took my next question, but that's all good though you know what I'm saying oh my but, bad uh, my bad <laughs> <laughs> no nah, I mean I mean yeah that's 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 amazing that you went and once again it speaks to your mantra no days off right because you did the tour then you jumped right into doing you A know, your, tour. the holiday cheer tour you know. So, so kind of rewind a little bit, talk about what was your motivation for even starting to do a holiday cheer tour, going into hospitals and, uh, you know,
1: doing the, that type of philanthropy type work. So for me, I, I've always been just a really loving, caring person, especially when it comes to those that are less fortunate and because of my upbringing. Because for me, like, I lived in the ghetto, in my nigga, like, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Yeah, you froze on that one, too, but, but,
0: look, some of us, we know we were raised in the ghetto, and so we figure out ways to deal with the situation that we're in, and then we figure out ways to come up out of it. You know, shout out to people that are currently facing, you know, situations that, you know, they're kind of dealing with on a day-to-day basis. But, yeah. I think mad. I'm back. Yeah, you are. I was tell them, I said, you know, a lot of us grew up in the ghetto, and we kind of know, like, the everyday struggle of uh, what it takes, you know, just to, you know, eat, you know, mayonnaise
1: sandwiches and good cheese. Oh, bro, don't get me started. Man. <laughs> you f- Right, right. You feel me? So, like, for me, so for me, like, even though I grew up that way, because, like, at my family's lowest, like, we were living in a two-bedroom apartment, we have six people in our family, and mm-hmm. me and my siblings are sleeping, our beds are in the dining room. Like, you feel me? We didn't even have enough to have our own room on link. All the rest of that stuff. Mm-hmm. No heat in the winter. All that. So, I mean, you know, I just like I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. So for me, I always knew, like, if I ever was in a position where I could give back, that's what I was going to do. And even when we were in that situation, I can recall very vividly my mom being like, you want to know what? We are going to go to nursing homes. We are going to go to other places, but mm. those are less fortunate. God bless you with the ability to be able to sing. And we're going to go and we're going to bring some joy to other people's lives. And I was doing that at like 8, 9, 10 years old with my siblings. So right. it, was already, it was already in me. And then I, vivid, I also vividly remember going to the Magnificent Mile Lights Parade as a shorty and seeing the performers in that parade. And then to then turn around and come full circle and go from being a shorty looking at the performance to then becoming a featured act in the parade like that's God right there. Right. So (laughs) so so the holiday cheer tour was always something that I think was just in my heart. And then from there, like, you know, I talked about it with. With the wifey slash manager and we decided like it was something that we wanted to do and then when we saw the impact that it had on the kids that were less fortunate especially singing to terminally ill uh kids who 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 may not even live to see the next year and just going all around the midwest because that's what we did for the first year so we went to a whole bunch of different hospitals and stuff we just knew we had to continue to do it and i know that as my career continues to grow the holiday cheer tour is just going to get bigger and bigger, mm. and bigger and bigger and bigger we're not going to stop like this is going to go on for probably the next like 20 years <laughs> man,
0: that's, what's up. that's what's up brother yeah kudos to you man for for just being somebody who has a heart to to truly do that you know most people just consider you know we just not me but most people are just so concerned with just getting the bag and just blowing it on whatever you know it's it's good to see that you're a person that's out there that have a heart for people and that you want to to give back to to others and bring joy to to others. I don't know if most people kind of find themselves in a situation where they really want to do that for others, but kudos to you, man. So Thank if you could, if you could go back and, and, and give your younger self, you know, the person who was getting into the the music industry, what would you tell yourself? What would be the advice you would tell your younger self that would be the most impactful? I guess he froze. So I am gonna have to say that again when he when he come back. <laughs> when he come back online, but, but man, you know, that's, that's amazing that just to hear somebody who has a heart for, for people and for kids and want to bring joy into their lives.
1: So I heard, I heard heard you, you, I heard what you bet Okay, bet. I just couldn't respond. But the advice that I would tell my younger self for starters would be, first of all, leave them girls alone. (laughs) Hey, cause boy, boy, hey. Man, that man, that's a distraction, bro. That's a distraction. Distraction. I definitely would say that. And then I would just say, like, just just set your goals, continue to hone your craft, understand that patience is a virtue. And that Mm. you and I still struggle with that at times. But like being patient and realizing that things happen for a reason in the time frame that they're meant to. And just realizing that you're not spinning your wheels when you're working, I mean, I think that to me is some of the most important lessons that I've learned in this music industry. And outside of that, I'll also say, not everybody that smiles in your face is a friend. There's <laughs> there's such a thing as a friend of me, you know. What I'm saying? You feel like... hey, hey, real talk. Real, real talk, real talk. So you gotta you gotta guard your energy. You gotta you gotta guard your circle. Because there are those who just be hating and they just mm. want to come in to seek and destroy what you built. Even if you don't have a lot, they they just hating on what little you do got. Hey. And they'll come and they'll try and tear everything that you got apart just because they ain't got it. Or just because they ain't the person who's in that position yet. So mm. watching your energy is just super important and just not, not letting I consider myself to be like water, right? water mm-hmm. molds and it forms depending on the vessel that it's in but at the same time water can be soft and gentle but water can also create a grand canyon That's right. like you feel me That's so right. it's like for me for me it's like be like water don't because you because if you too stiff and if you too rigid then you can bend and you can break mm. i know so
0: in the immortal words of bruce lee right be like water, because water allows you to be flexible in a lot of different situations and able to mold around exactly what it is. And it can create crazy things. You know what I'm saying? Like like Matt was talking about, it can create frigging canyons. It can feed people, well, not feed people, but it can quench thirst, and it can right. be to destroy, you know what I'm saying? It can get, give life, it can destroy, you know, so water is a very powerful thing.
1: Right. Facts. Facts.
0: But man, it's it's just been a it's just been a great time, brother. Um glad that we were able to finally do it because I've been man. waiting for this interview. <laughs> hey. <laughs> waiting for this one. Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. You know? So I was talking to Because um, we got another mutual not even just Mark Bird and Charity, right? I know them too. Um and I know Beacocks as well, but drums and roses. Hey.
1: Hey, that's my man's right there.
0: That's my man. man. Yeah, and so he
1: found out he was like, "You gonna be interviewing? That's my dude right there." I was like, "I was just hey, I was just texting him too, cause cause I just built out, I built out my whole little studio setup or whatever my home studio, cause I haven't been able to physically like go in, like you feel Mm -hmm. me? So, I, I so I took like the past like maybe like month and a half." To just really just like redo my entire room, so like I built acoustic panels from scratch uh I bought mm-hmm. new speakers which are behind me you can see them like right there in the wings as well as the sub mm-hmm. and uh and all that like I built a uh an audio rack from scratch so like just just all that now I'm working on just like bringing my live shows and all the rest of that to the next level so that when quarantine ends that I'll be able to just hit the ground running mm-hmm. but I say that to say I was texting him and I was like bro. I just built this new studio setup but i need some motherfucking beats and i need that <laughs> <shit> right now because <laughs> right. i'm just gonna be going i'm just gonna be going crazy and i told mm-hmm. him like you know we'll play some records and then some records i'll keep or whatever but like you know just having fun with it so definitely shout out drums and roses that's my nigga. i've known him for a long time
0: that's my dude <laughs> right there that's my dude drums and roses yeah speaking of drums and roses we had talked about that. Maybe, maybe you and I will talk about that a little bit later. But we had talked about that because I'm—we yeah, talk about that. I'm re-releasing my my R&B album. I had sent him a couple of tracks, and he, he heard one. And he was like, "Yo, Matt would kill one of these." I'm like, "Yeah, I like yeah, that's, hey. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But uh, hey, 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 hey send
1: it over, man. I'll check it, I'll out. See, I'll check it I'll out. I'll
0: check it out. I'm all ears. See that's what people don't know is that i do the show and i run this whole thing and but i do produce that's how i got my start i produce i started as a producer and i just figured you know there may be people who are better at producing than me i still love it i'll still make beats but ain't too many people who are better than me at doing this right here this hey mean, you know what i'm saying so hey people got to operate in their strong suit but oh don't get it twisted though i still bang on the machine hey. oh yeah hey. yes sir <laughs> yes sir you gotta send me some stuff man i'd love to it. check it out let me, let me, let i would love to i'm like yo hold up do i got your email i think i got your email <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah and hey, you not... know i'm gonna text it to you i can't look, say yeah, it, I it on the it air too. man I might, no, many, I might get too many i might <laughs> get too many uh uh too many inquiries that i don't want but
0: but i definitely text you yeah text it
1: to me text
0: it to me and i'll send you some stuff but uh yes <laughs> sir man so Man, so what's next for Matt B, brother?
1: Well, like I said, I'm working on new music. I'm always working. I'm always grinding. Uh, We're definitely still doing this holiday cheer tour. It's funny because before we started this interview, uh, I got a big backyard, and my Mm. backyard has, uh, like, ferns or whatever like i guess mm-hmm. like they look like christmas trees so i was decorating it i was decorating them because i'm going to do like a whole live band type of thing inside of the backyard in the midst of doing that i ended up like my one, but
0: <laughs> did <laughs> like, i freeze yeah you did go back and say that again you so so the, so there's some ferns in the backyard you're going to put a, a like a live band in the back
1: yep putting the live band in the back we're gonna be doing a live show. uh I actually ended up uh in the midst of doing that slicing my finger open so hopefully Man. that hopefully that heals, but <laughs> you know that's how you gotta do. you gotta hustle you gotta work um also that's um right. working on releasing my album that's coming out real soon. uh we already were pushing the singles over the summer. uh that's my debut u s album it is mixed. it is mastered it is ready to go boy i'm not gonna say the title of it <laughs> i'm not That's gonna say that. the title of it but what i will say is that it's coming soon uh we're definitely gonna be making that announcement of the title um mm. showing everybody the graphic artwork so be on the lookout for that uh definitely preparing to do another tour for next year hopefully covid ends and we're able to tour internationally so i'm really looking mm. forward to that um uh, working on my second album, my second debut, my second U.S. album. So the debut U.S. album is dropping in the in the spring, but, you know, we never stopped grinding. So we're already mm-hmm. in the works. I've been talking to a lot of my uh, producers and all the rest of that stuff. So I'm really excited about that as well, which is why I was telling you that if you got something hot for me, bro, definitely send hey. it over because you never know what might happen. You hey. hey, feel me? That might look, end look. up on the album. Look, look. he's going <laughs> to drop, drop an EP right before the album. <laughs> hey, I, Hey, I just might. I just might, I just might. Hey, we ne- you never know. And just like my No know. Days Off EP, that No Days Off EP was a visual EP. So we shot all of the music videos in Chicago, which was also just super dope because mm-hmm. we got to show off just the beauty of the city of Chicago. And anybody who has been to the city of Chicago just knows how beautiful oh, it's, the city yeah, is. Chicago's Despite, amazing. Despite the violence and all the rest of that stuff, that's what right. happening in the city. Like just, just the, the essence and the aura of the city, and just the architecture and all that is mm-hmm. just a beautiful thing. See, see, my experience with Chicago because I used to work for Verizon,
0: who has a, okay. a large headquarters in Schaumburg. Mm,
1: okay, but that's my, but that's my major experience
0: with, with Chicago because
1: oh, you oh, was in Schaumburg most of the time. Then <laughs> you weren't in the shot.
0: Because <laughs> I, I look, I will fly into O'Hare or into Straight Midway. to Schomburg. Straight to Schomburg. Right. Yeah. Down, down Cicero. Hey. To Cicero. Okay. Okay. To okay. Schaumburg. you dropping street names and everything. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I make it feel like I kind of know about Chicago, which I, I actually don't. But <laughs> I have a cousin who lives in Chicago. So maybe one day, and I got a homie who live up there. So maybe one day I'll come up to Chicago when this whole COVID thing gets kind of lifted. And, you know what I'm saying? I'll hit you up when I get up there. But. But maybe oh maybe me and drums and roses will come up there <laughs> hey, hey and he's from dope. the shots though yeah that'd he's from dope, the shot so though.
1: yeah, yeah that will be so really be cool. cool real cool yeah,
0: man so any last things you want to say to our
1: audience before we end our time together brother well, first of all, I want to say thank I thank you to anybody who's tuned in. Y'all can check me out at Matt B World. That's M-A-T-T-B World. And that's across all social media platforms. That's Instagram, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Snapchat. And even if y'all super old school, you know, we still got the MySpace popping. You feel me? So- <laughs> MySpace, and MySpace so, is still there. Or, or you can go to my website at www.mattbworld.com. Definitely step into my world. Stay in tune. Stay
0: in Check out all those videos. Check out Go
1: Hard. Check out No Days
0: Off. Check out Dive. I mean, go back, like check them all out, cause
1: yeah, hey, you're right, right. Step into my world and be all, on the lookout all, for the album. It's coming soon.
0: Look, Colorblind, like they all super. Hey, dope. hey.
1: So,
0: <laughs> to go, yeah, you know, I,
1: of course I know.
0: Of course I. Know. Hey, I
1: know you made that. You made that video, <laughs> boy. That shit was so dope.
0: That hey, video comp-
1: compilation that you did, fire, fire, fire. But
0: I thought it was dope too. Thought <laughs> it was super dope too, but you know it's a way to recognize artists who are putting in in the work that that they're doing and to be recognized as well. So man, kudos to you, brother, because you you killing the game right now. And if people don't know, you. trust me, they are gonna they gonna find out.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, but it's, it's my time. It's yeah, my it's time. time. I can feel yeah. it in my I can feel it in my spirit. We gonna we mm-hmm. gonna smash this R and B. We're going to smash right. it. People, motherfuckers ain't even going to see what's coming. It's going to be them. But once it does, man, it's over with. So I'm that's excited right. about it.
0: That's right. Man, man. Brother, I greatly appreciate you being on the show today, man.
1: Thank you. And I can't wait to do this in person.
0: Oh, yeah, man. Me either. So that's going to be dope. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so dope. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music TV. Of course, man, I'm your guy, b But once again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in, and we are out.